There are many who have observed that we Americans are currently in a culture war, a clash between opposing visions of what our nation should be, blue state versus red, vaccinated versus not, pro-choice versus anti-science versus creationism. This culture war is not a minor inconvenience or a passing phase. It is fully ingrained in our nation's psyche, and it is eroding our fabric of our nation. While some claim that this phenomena is recent, the truth is this conflict has been going on for decades. In the 1980s, Jerry Falwell, the minister at Thomas Road Baptist Church and founder of the Moral Majority and Liberty University said, we are fighting a holy war. We need to wield influence on those who govern us. His solution was to ensure that America's culture was founded squarely on Christ and his word. But of course, when Falwell spoke of Christianity, he only meant his brand of Christianity. And when he spoke of God's word, he only meant how he understood the text. But be clear, when, when Fowell died, the crusade didn't end. That which he was a part of was picked up and is being championed by others. There are those in our nation, those who through a twisted interpretation of our national history claim that America was founded on biblical principles and it's fact a Christian nation. But no, nothing could be further from the truth. This, this ongoing injection of twisted American history and the imposition of narrow religious prejudice upon our nation are fuel to the culture war that we are now experiencing. These same people who teach a corrupted history of our nation, they're trying to turn our secular founders into religious zealots. They want to destroy what our founders created, the first truly secular nation in the history of the world. A nation premised on the idea that we the people, we the people select who govern us, not God, not God's appointee, not somebody who claims that they are channeling God's words, but we the people in our wisdom, and at times, in our ignorance. It should be noted that their efforts of, didn't start with Jerry Fowler. All this didn't even start here in the United States. The culture clash that we are seeing is far older. The roots of it that are being played out across our nation didn't begin here in America. Rather, it began across the ocean when a lens grinder, a lens grinder questioned the biblical text and rejected the notion of a God who manipulated or interfered the affairs of our world. Yes, that lone voice was met with derision and anger. The leaders of the community were incensed and in time, Spinoza was excommunicated from the Jewish community. He was placed in what is called in Jewish terms, chera. That's excommunicated. Let me read you a piece of the ban that they 
read as they were excommunicating him. It's written, the chiefs of the council make known that having long known of evil opinions and acts of Baruch B. Spinoza, and learning more about the abominations, abominable heresies practiced and taught by him, and the monstrous acts committed by him, the council decides with the advice of the rabbi that said Spinoza should be excommunicated and cut off from the nation of Israel. That was in July 27, 1656, 365 years ago. And yet the hostility, the anger and fear that Spinoza unleashed continues to reverberate throughout the ages and we are hearing it and witnessing it even today. Spinoza, he was only 23 at the time of his excommunication. Spinoza was cut off from the Jewish people because of his ideas. His crime was so abominable, so, so heinous, that he wasn't even allowed to be buried in a Jewish cemetery. Spinoza should stand for us, not as someone to be shunned, but as somebody to be celebrated, a true hero. Spinoza was a, a quiet and gentle man by all accounts, yet he challenged the power of religion and thus the power of the rabbis of his age. But know that his ideas didn't remain and were not limited to the Jewish community. Through reason and intellect, he challenged the prevailing Western worldview that was based upon myth, that was based upon superstitions of stories that defied common sense and required one to suspend logical thought. Spinoza challenged the notion of an interventionist deity that can manipulate the affairs of the world or contravene the laws of nature. Spinoza, Spinoza added nuance and sophistication to the religious conversation, asking people to understand the term God not as a personal deity, but as nature itself. Spinoza's ideas were so powerful, they began to break the hold that ancient religion held on the world at that time. And those who held power, those who controlled religion, feared for their future. They feared for the hold on power, the hold on the reins that controlled people's choices and that controlled people's options. In time, Spinoza's words spread from Amsterdam across Europe, serving in part to spark the Enlightenment and thus ultimately impacting our own nation. As the author Rebecca Goldstein observes, the Declaration of Independence, that extraordinary first draft, first drafted by Thomas Jefferson, softly echoes Spinoza. Spinoza, through reason, changed the world and offered all an alternative to the stuffy, static, superstitious, driven, infected worldview that claimed divine authority to find authority which sets limits on the inquisitive mind, that said nothing that contradicted the Bible could be true. Religious authority which held scientific, scientific discovery in check. It limited people's rights to live their lives of their own choosing. 
Spinoza, he asked people to open their mind to reason, to logical thought. It's reason, suggested Spinoza, that made each of us, every human being, a thing of inestimable worth and deserving of dignity and of compassion. And yet, here we stand, more than 365 years later, and competing worldviews are tearing our nation apart. Be clear, what we're seeing are not different political philosophies based on reason or evidence, wrestling with the issues of our age. It's more than political powers vying for power. We are living at a time when a large swath of our nation has rejected logical thought and denies the evidence. A time when conspiracy theories motivate people's action in anti-democratic and anti-American ways. We see organizations fueled by rage and anger rather than reason. Politics, politics has become the new religion where ideological purity matters more than facts and more than evidence. It needs to be understood that the crisis for religion that Spinoza ignited by questioning long-held superstition is fueling many of the conflicts that we are seeing today. We only need to look to Texas and abortion rights to see how it's fueling that and know that what happened in Texas will not remain there. There are those that are driven by their belief in a narrow interpretation of their sacred text and a willingness to ignore the foundational principles of our nation, particularly the separation of church and state. That's the power of dogmatic religious thinking, a hierarchical structure that values obedience and demands adherence. Religious extremists and their lawmaker allies who represent a minority opinion in our nation wield enormous power today. For an organized minority can impose its will on a disorganized majority, particularly when they know how to use the levers of power. Religious extremism is the unseen spark that is energizing the heated conflicts that we're experiencing. No, this doesn't mean that all who hold a particular view are religious extremists. But religious extremists are challenged by the likes of Spinoza for it means they are losing power and it means that they are losing control. Religious zealotry helps to create the environment we currently live in, one that is hostile, heated, and damaging to our secular nation all done in the name of a religion, implying divine guidance and wisdom and pretending that it's benign. But it's not. It is insidious because it takes on the notion that this is a holy war. 365 years ago, a quiet man spoke to us saying there is an alternative. His teachings spoke not only to what it means to be Jewish, his teachings were and remain universal. He spoke in opposition to religious dogma and superstition, and he opened up the world 
And while it would be satisfying to believe that the trajectory of Spinoza's idea that he set in motion continues to grow stronger, the fact is it's not. People are still fighting against his ideas, trying to regain control. As a rabbi, as I come to an end of a talk, I love to give three simple actions that everyone could take to stem this tide of religious extremism and this regression from reason. But I can't. The conflict is so strong. The conflict between religious superstition and reason that Spinoza's bond is ongoing and it is heated. And it is our responsibility always to be attentive to the conflict and never, ever, ever be complacent. We must not allow religion to be weaponized and to limit people's rights or freedoms or allow ancient beliefs to trump scientific thought. As we stand at the beginning of this new year, another holiday observance shaped by COVID, made worse by those who deny the science and thus have helped prolong this pandemic, we need to be as bold as Spinoza. Forty years ago, when Beth and I first came together, we stood and continued to stand on the shoulders of Spinoza and other bold thinkers who affirmed the right of human beings to make decisions for himself or herself. It is our responsibility not to allow the flame of reason to be extinguished, for it is our inheritance and it must be our legacy.